Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, April 25th. A principle of magnetic interchange between people is that the stronger magnet always influences the weaker, never the reverse. Unless your inner strength is great, never think yourself capable of uplifting others merely by the exercise of goodwill. There is a tremendous and exceedingly important lesson in this, which is, it can be easily stated, but it's very subtle and gets very complicated when you really start having to see the implications of this in your own life. When Swami says it's a principle that the stronger magnet will always influence the weaker, this isn't like some obscure esoteric law from the Bhagavad Gita or Jesus from the New Testament or anything like that. It's just physics. Um, When I... I learned to to sew as a child. My mother never learned to sew and always thought it would be a useful thing for a person to know. So when I was 10 years old, she sent me off to have have sewing lessons in the upstairs rooms of the Singer sewing machine shop, which was, you know, near where we lived. And my teacher had the wonderful name of Mrs. Taylor, which just couldn't have been better. And uh, I actually learned very little in my childhood. I, I was not a very diligent student of anything. But I loved sewing, and I learned to sew, and I learned to type. Those are basically the two talents I brought through when I became had when I was an adult. But um, because I learned to sew as a child and spent a lot of time doing it, um, somewhere along the line, I I acquired a couple of magnets. And so, in my little sewing kit, I had these magnets, and the magnets would entertain me when I would get bored sewing with all my pins and needles and, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with a couple of magnets and a lot of pins and needles. And I would make little armies and, you know, exercise little events. And and so in a very interesting way, I got familiar with the effect of magnets and the opposite polarities and strong magnets and which one was stronger and how the big one would overtake the little one and how many pins and all of these different things. This is what it is. These are forces. These are these are, well, and when we're talking about personal magnetism, we're going into metaphysics, but the metaphysics is the same as the physics. This is just energy against energy. And if one force of energy is stronger than the other, then it will pull the weaker one with it. It's, it's common sense. But of course, when it gets involved with people and it gets involved with human nature and what I want to be true versus what is true, it gets very, very complicated, but the principle is a very simple one. Whoever has the greater magnetism will influence the other. And not only will you not be able to turn the path of the magnetism that's greater than yours, but there's a very real danger that, that some of your magnetism will be converted into negative magnetism. Either you will begin to absorb the qualities of the negative energy, or your energy will gradually be depleted. If you think of it as a, a river flowing and a whirlpool where some of the, the water that's heading for the sea passes a whirlpool, if the whirlpool, if the 
if the force of the spinning water is stronger than the force of the water moving to the sea, then at least some of the water moving to the sea will be drawn into the spinning water and that and it will swell accordingly. Some may creep past, but some is going to be drawn in. So whenever two magnetic forces that are, uh, that are not equal are brought to each other, at least some of the weaker force will be absorbed by the larger force, conceivably all of it. And it will be converted into itself. The river water that's drawn into the whirlpool becomes the whirlpool. It's, it's stopped and it's heading for the sea. Now the reason this is important is, is just exactly the phrases that Swami uses. Good will is not enough. You may have all the goodwill in the word, world about how you're going to save this alcoholic or save this drug addict or save this angry person or save this angry teenager. And you, you, know, you can go into it with goodwill, but you have to have enough magnetism for where you're trying to draw them. You have to have enough more magnetism for where you're trying to draw them than they have for the direction they're already going. And the answer to this simply is, you can't help everyone. You, you really can't. With all the goodwill in the world, we can't help everyone. And every you know, spouse who married someone in hope to draw them away from their terrible habits and after a number of horrible years just has to realize they can't change, that's magnetism against magnetism. The person who, who, who goes in to do some kind of social service among people who are very down and out and wants to give them better work habits or better opportunities with all the goodwill in the world, unless you have more magnetism for the direction you're trying to take them. And it's a very hard thing to accept because it seems like such a good idea. And so you have to experiment with it and find out what you're capable of. This is why many people who take on very big projects where they're trying to reform society or reform individuals, that's why they burn out. They burn out not only because they have been unable to influence things in the direction they want, but also being in constant association with magnetism that is contrary to your own, much of you gets drawn into the whirlpool. So instead of feeling stronger and stronger, you, you actually literally feel weaker and weaker because the contrary magnetism is, is sucking yours out of you. Now, yeah, this is tough. This is why... Uh, this is why it's nice to believe in God, because if it's all up to us to fix the whole world, there's a lot of shadow in this world. There just is. It's, um, it's the way, it, it's the nature of the universe, and we are at a point in the development of this, of, in, the, in, the, in the relative enlightenment of this planet, that we are in an ascending cycle of increasing enlightenment but we're on the beginning of that cycle. So shadow and light are in an interesting relationship right now. And even what's happening, especially because we're in a very difficult transition from the age of matter into the age of energy, is that everything is polarizing. So the shadow energy is, is strong. So is the light energy. But there's not a lot in between. So when, when a, a light force wanders into the shadow field, thinking that with my... I'm just going to love you into being more light. Well, choose your battles. Choose your battles. Because 
what, what I was starting to say, this is why it's very good to believe in God. Because if we think that this world is run, run entirely by human beings and, there's a, and their opinions, well, it's a pretty darn depressing. In fact, uh, well, it's, it's absolutely bleak and hopeless. Um, I don't believe it's true. I believe there are higher forces and there are masters and angels and Divine Mother who are, who are running this show. I mean, the other thing you have to understand, you see, is that everything that happens in the, in the material world among people is a, is a backdrop for the, the real story. And the real story is individual, personal, um, the journey of the individual soul from delusion to enlightenment. And we have to put into this the concept of reincarnation, which is a very important idea. And then we start getting into the chakras and karma. All of these subjects I deal with extensively on, in other of my offerings, which you can easily find. And if, if any of this intrigues you, I, I urge you to make a, a more serious study of this. And naturally, I think the way that Kriyananda and Yogananda expressed it is the most helpful, which is why that's the teaching that I present. But the point is, we are on a long journey. We are individual sparks of divinity. The jiva is the Sanskrit word for it. We incarnate many times in many circumstances. And the purpose of every incarnation is to gradually come to understand where suffering comes from, where happiness comes from. And over the course of many lifetimes and many disappointments and many heartaches, we begin to develop the willingness to ask that question and receive a deeper and deeper answer. And if you look around at the people you know and the people you're acquainted with, people you see on the street, everybody's walking around with a different worldview. There are people who just believe we're just physical beings and when death comes, that's the end of it. There are people who think I was just born for pleasure and I'll take it wherever I can get it. There are people who are terribly afraid of their physical bodies and any kind of happiness experience and they hold themselves frozen. There are people who deeply believe that we are part of a greater reality and that we are here to serve one another. But even then, we have to learn step by step and day by day what the divine laws really are. This whole book, 366 Suggestions, is all based on a very deep understanding. And part of that understanding is that we are all part of a greater reality. And that greater reality is divine. And this environment is for here for us to discover who and what I really am. And, you know, the, the common demographic over my 50 years of being part of this spiritual work, the common demographic among people who are drawn to this work is that anyone who is drawn to this work has come to understand that the inner world is my primary responsibility and that from an understanding of who I am as, a, as a, an inner reality transcending the temporary condition of this body in this place. And then I determine what is right action. I, I learn to discipline myself. I lift my consciousness to act properly in this world. And they're hard lessons. Like no amount of goodwill 
is going to enable me to persuade another person to be different than they are if their magnetism for who they are is stronger than my magnetism to lift them to another reality. And this is what, in, for a lot of people, part of the cycle coming to the spiritual path is an intense period of social activism in the traditional way that's defined, trying to change the political world, trying to change the social conditions of people. Now, don't misunderstand me. It's not that we can't do that kind of work from an inner reality, but many people absolutely burn out in trying to make the world be different. And often in that burnout, whether it comes in this incarnation or over many, we begin to ask a deeper question. Who am I? What is lastingly real? Why was I born and how can I serve that purpose? And when that happens, we begin to see this whole thing more from the divine point of view. And we begin to understand that the suffering of this world is not purposeless. And once we start thinking about reincarnation and karma, everybody's position in this world becomes far more nuanced than just a question of he's taking advantage of her, she's taking advantage of him, he should give more to her, she should give more to him, I should take for him, you know, like this. It's like, how did we ever get to this point in the first place? And much more importantly, what will really work? I have done almost nothing in the political arena for many years. I have to confess I didn't even vote. Now I'm registered to vote and I'm more attentive to it just because of the times that we're living in. It seems to require it. But I consider myself to be one of the most socially active, politically conscious people that I know because the whole question is who are we from the inside out? Meditation is the key to who we are from the inside out. So in my decades of trying to inspire and awaken people to their inner potential, I feel that I have dedicated myself as much as I am humanly capable also outwardly to create the world that we want. We have all the technology, we have all the resources to make this planet a heaven heaven on earth. The reason we don't do it It's because people don't want to. They don't have the will to do it. They don't have the unselfishness to do it. They don't have the generosity of heart to do it. So that's where we have to work. And that comes from inner realization of who I am, what my relationship is to the whole, and how I can be more of everything that I truly long to be, first and foremost, happy. Where does does suffering come from? Where does happiness come from? These are the questions that have to be answered. In the meantime, Swami says, a principle of magnetic interchange between people is that the stronger magnet always influences the weaker, never the reverse. Unless your inner strength is great, never think yourself capable of uplifting others merely by the exercise of goodwill. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.